What's up, guys, and welcome to episode two of Monday Mindset. Today, we're going to talk about my fears, we're going to talk about your fears, and we're going to talk about how you move from fear to trust to hope. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode two of Monday Mindset. We are uh, really excited, man, to get this thing kicked off. Had a lot of fun last week and so excited to be back here today. Monday Mindset, this is a conversation that offers reflection, encouragement, and next steps to kickstart your week. So we're excited that you're joining us, but let's dive right in. Brandon, man, I got one question for you today. There we go. I don't know the answer either. What is your greatest fear? My greatest fear. What do you think my greatest fear is? I'm going to go with snakes. Snakes. I think it's snakes. Yep. All right. All right. Well, he would be right. And we, we haven't talked about this or anything. Snakes are hands down my biggest fear. I hate snakes. And like you can ask anyone, I hate them. You know what my I greatest fear is? Spiders. Snakes. Really? Let's go. Oh my gosh. I yeah. hate them so much. I hate them. Have you ever like what's your worst snake moment? Uh I have a couple that are pretty bad. Oh yeah. I was uh jumping over a ditch one time and landed. Whenever I landed, it came out of the hole onto my leg and I freaked out. And then the other one, I was weed eating. And (laughs) it was right there and got wrapped up on my weed eater. And I threw the weed eater and just took off running, man. I don't mess with them. I don't mess with them, man. (laughs) Mine's even more cringeworthy. Elementary school or middle school. No, it was middle school. You remember whenever the crazy people used to come and bring the snakes and all the animals? You know what I'm talking about? No, they weren't crazy. It was just our forest and (laughs) wildlife department or whatever. They come to school. Yeah. And they put the snake on your neck. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I did that. So I was like, all right, I can do this. At the time, I was like, ah, snakes aren't that bad. No joke, man. It started to, like, go around my neck. I was freaking out, man. I was freaking out. I couldn't do it. Um, That was one. That was Uh like what kickstarted. The second one, we were doing a ton of backpacking and hiking just throughout, you know, um, throughout this region, like Red River Gorge. And I just scrolled upon like, okay, hey, what what do I do if I get like bit by a snake? Had no fear at all. No. Okay. No. So this is the craziest part about my fear is that I developed like this uncontrollable fear of snakes based on things I was reading. You know what you do if you get bit by a snake in the woods? What? Nothing. You walk out and try to remain calm. That's it. That's it. I bought like the snake kit. You know what I'm talking about? The little, uh, like you're supposed to suck it out or whatever. I didn't know they had that. Yeah. Well, evidently (laughs) it's not very helpful. We got from Walmart. It's like a $5 thing. I thought I had that, but no, they're just like wear pants, wear boots, and uh, anytime you go out in the woods, just try to watch where you step and try to stay on the trail. That was it. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like they say that with like bears. Like if you see a bear, 
Just remain calm. If I see a bear really close to me, I don't know if it, you get bit by a snake, just remain calm and walk out. I'm running out of that bad boy freaking out. So no way. No, no way. I couldn't do it. But that was like where it all started for me. So I, it took me years beyond to where like I could just go on a hike and not like be just scared to death that I would see a snake. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I don't, that was like one of those situations. Where it was like, there's no control. It's just yeah. like it happens, and there's like, there's nothing you can do about it. Get to a hospital. I was like, what? Yeah, I don't mess with. That's them. it. I don't mess with. Them. No, Mm-mm. dude, I didn't know that though. There was, I know, I didn't know either. There was a time though where I was like, and it was not smart. I don't know what I was thinking. There was a time where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna face my fears. I want a pet snake, and I no, you yeah, didn't. I was like, I want a pet snake to show it who's boss. I didn't get it because every time I looked down, I was scared. But <laughs> I, I thought I was big and bad for a little bit, but I wasn't. No, man. yeah, I don't. That's like the one thing though. I mean, I'm like fear of heights, some of that stuff. I used to be super scared of roller coasters, mm-hmm. but um, eighth grade year got over that fear. And Flight of Fear was the first one that yeah. I ever rode, actually. Adventure Express was fun. Adventure. Well, I didn't no, really... no, it wasn't. It was uh, the Tennessee Tornado. Yeah, I forgot about there that. Someone picked me up and put me on it. Like, literally picked me up. It was my no brother-in-law, way. Roger. No he way. He picked me up and Where? put me Where's on Where's the Tennessee Tornado? Uh, Dollywood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. And then I lost all my fear of it, and now, yeah. now it's back, though. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm starting to get scared of roller coasters. Dude, that new one at Kings Island, it's unreal. It's unreal. But, man, that's like, those are some of those fears that we all have them. Everybody's got some sort of fear deep down. Some people it's spiders. Some people it's tight spaces. Um, You know, we can go really, really deep with a lot of fears. Like, scary movies, nope, don't watch those at all, at all. Don't like that whole aspect of it. Um, But let's kind of dive in a little bit deep here. Could you open up and tell us a moment maybe in your life that where there was like real fear that you had to overcome? Yeah, I would um, I would say, and mine's a little bit more recent, um, just with everything that took place with Beckham. Um, yeah. Just being honest, I... Uh, so yeah. just tell us, like, who's Beckham? Yeah, so Beckham is uh, my nephew, and um, he started having seizures um, at a very young age, Um like one or two years old, if that, like if that. But I remember he, he was around that age, and um, he started having seizures. Uh, they didn't know what it was at first um, because they were very different. And he had this rare condition where he had something on his brain, uh, which they thought may have been uh, a tumor at first. They weren't 100% sure and uh, ended up being something else that was causing the, the seizures. But then... Um, he had to have surgery and have it removed, and um, he went to the same place that uh, my best friend went for his uh, brain surgeries, which um, if you don't know, my best friend, he um, he had a brain tumor, uh, brain cancer uh, growing up, and he uh, passed away. And so within this, um, because Beckham, man, he, uh, if you know him, if you've seen him, he just brings a, a smile to your face. And... Uh, he was he was like my my little buddy, my little best friend. And uh, during that season of just uh, hearing that he had seizures, um, honestly, at first I, I was scared, uh, but it was like, well, people have seizures, you know, like it, it may just be this. It, it's probably nothing big. I'm sure you can just be on medicine and it go away. Honestly, yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah. I yeah. hated it, but I wasn't as scared. 
but as time went by and finding out exactly what it was and knowing that he was going to have a 12-hour brain surgery and uh, the unknowns of yeah. will he be able to um, work his right side of his body or will he be able to walk, will he be able to do this? And it began to raise fear in me. Uh, but honestly, just as a whole, if I'm being completely transparent, uh, I was scared um, that he was going to be taken away from us. And, yeah. and it just it was that fear of the unknown. And yeah. I, I was just scared of what was taking place. I didn't know it. I didn't understand it. But there was a fear. Um, and honestly, and it, I'm sure as you watch this or listen to this, that you know that there's fear in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and fear is crippling. And yeah, I, I, I'm telling you what, it, it was something that um, it had a grip on me for a while. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was hard, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Uh, he's doing really yeah, well, though, right? He's doing great. He's a little wildcat, man. Yeah, he, he is something else. You would <laughs> never know it. Uh, but, man, God's good. And uh, it, it was uh, it's amazing to see the miracles, even throughout the whole process, yeah. miracles that God just did, uh, even in the midst of it. And uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later here, I'm sure. Yeah. But something that was so big, and I want to encourage you, is don't miss the miracle in the middle. Yeah. Don't miss it. Fear wants to cripple us from seeing what God's really doing. And that was something that I noticed within that, of the miracles that God was doing along the way that I would have been b- blinded by yeah. uh, because of fear. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, uh Definitely had some experience in my own life. There's always those moments, always those seasons, it seems like that we walk through where uh, we can just allow fear to take over our lives. Mine kind of happened back in 2016. I think it was the first time um, my wife, Emily, she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And we were super excited. We were um, ready to have kids. And then, like, it seems like happens so often um, we ended up miscarrying at 10 weeks. And that was hard. That was super sad. Uh, I know there's so many people that have gone through that and had to experience that. But what ends up happening after that happens the first time, every time that you try and, you, you know, and you're like, oh, you find out, oh, we're pregnant again, immediately yeah. the fear of losing that child is just can, can absolutely consume you. Um, we are very for, fortunate and very blessed. God has given us two beautiful sons, Asher and August. But what I noticed is that during each of the pregnancies, it was a constant thing of like, God, you're in control. Yeah. You know, like I can't, I can't control this. I can't, um, you know, you, you can just become gripped by the worry. Every single uh, ultrasound, you're like, is there a heartbeat? Yeah. Is everything okay? Yeah. Is he healthy? Um, every And then once you go to the delivery room, buddy, Buckle up, wait for this moment, women. Let me tell you, you guys, you all are incredible. Absolutely incredible. To see a wife have two kids has been just, you just raises the respect. But there was, during August, our last child, there was a moment there where it's like, he's not turning right or he's not coming out right. You know, there's like these moments and then there's just, fear is just so quick, man, to grip us in those situations where you're like, what we hope for, what we plan what we think should happen, um, what we become consumed with or concerned with is in that moment could just be completely taken away from us. Yep. And I think that's kind of what we've experienced. Um, August is 
healthy as can be, big grown boy right now, back him. So we've seen God move through these moments. But fear, if we if we allow it to, it can really just take a hold of us and yeah, take a grip on us. Sure. So I did a little research today planning for this. And we're going to be stuck on fear throughout this whole thing. We are moving from fear to hope. You got hope on your shirt, man. That was awesome. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Um, so I did a, little, a few things here. So actually, one of the antonyms of fear, so one of the opposites of fear is actually hope. Mm. So I did a, a little bit of uh, studying here for you. Got some fun facts for you today go. on hope. Hope is defined. It is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. It is a feeling of trust. Hope is a feeling. I was like, that really kind of struck me. Whenever I first read it, like, hope is a feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can you speak into that? Yeah, I would say, uh, especially with that last part, it's a feeling of trust. And I would say that a lot of times with fear, um, it really is just the absence of trust. And the reason that we aren't hopeful is because we don't feel that trust in our life. We don't Mm -hmm. trust that God is doing something even whenever we don't see it, even whenever we don't understand it. Um, And that's the thing with that feeling. Um, You want to touch something. You want to have something to hold on to. And a lot of times in those situations with fear, it seems like there's nothing there. Uh, It seems like there's nothing there. And so I would say that with that, though, um, with just that the absence of trust causing that fear, uh, you really have to dive into, why am I not trusting? Mm-hmm. Why am I not trusting in this moment? And it really goes back to faith, right. believing without right. seeing. See, right. faith is really easy whenever you see what's in front of you. Okay, I, would, I would argue that that's not even faith. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And that, that's what I'm saying. Some, so many times it's just a pretty word to say. Right. That it's like, oh, I have faith that this, and it's like, and I, <laughs> I don't know if that, like you said, if that's really faith, that's just you like the outcome of what's about to take place, so you're going to use that word. So that faith, though, whenever you actually have to practice it, it's the same thing with a miracle. Man, right. we would love miracles in our life, but none of us want to get to the place where you need one. There it is. Same yeah. thing with faith. No, no. no. We, we love no. growing our faith until we need our faith. <laughs> it's like, I need it. Yeah. Like, I don't see what God's doing. I, I don't feel what he's doing. It, it seems like I'm at a loss. I don't understand right. it. But that's where your faith kicks in. You begin to trust that what God said is true. Yes. I know with fear, a lot of times, one thing with me is I felt alone. I felt like no one was there. I felt like uh, God had overlooked me, uh, that he didn't really care about me, uh, if I'm being honest. Sure, yeah. But I had to remind myself of what the scriptures say, that he would never leave me. He will never forsake me, that I'll never be alone. And it was really where my roots have been planted to produce that fruit of hope. Yeah. And yeah. produce that, that, man, I can't understand, like, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Man, there's just a peace beyond understanding over me. Yeah. I have hope that even, even in the midst of this, that God's still good. Yeah. 
yeah. he is still good. So uh, that's something that was big for me Absolutely. Uh, of with hope and trust as well. Absolutely. So I got some more fun facts that go right along with that. I think what you said there is so true. Our hope comes from God's word in so many yeah. in so many uh, situations. That's where we learn to build that trust. And you know, it's like if God, if you did it for them, then then I believe that you can do it for me in this situation. Mm -hmm. But hope is mentioned 143 times in Scripture. 134 verses. Now I'm going to get into some Hebrew for you. So this has been a lot of fun. I'm not man, that just smart. Diving into this, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to try to say the Hebrew word. All right. But what we really want to get to is the meaning. So obviously, you know, any time the Old Testament scripture, it's a translation from Hebrew into English. And whenever there's that translation, sometimes we lose actually the clarity of what that word really meant yeah. in that time mm -hmm. in that context. So hope actually comes from two roots in Hebrew. The first one. You want, you want me to try? Tikwa. Tikwa. I'll say it like that. Tikwa. I don't know if that's how you really <laughs> pronounce it, you know. But anyways, it's used to reference an expectation or optimistic outlook. So in that point, that's, that's what that word in Hebrew meant, an expectation or optimistic outlook. But then this one really hit one. It really hit home. Yehel. It means to wait. Mm. It mm. means to wait. Wow. And from waiting, that's where we are able to produce hope. And I just thought that moment there, I'm like, how true is that? That oftentimes hope never comes or, or what we are hoping for never happens immediately. Yeah. It takes waiting wow. on, the God, on God to intervene, right? Yeah. So I kind of made this, you know, this illustration. Me and you, we both have wives, right? <laughs> you ever been in that moment where you're like, it's time to get out the door and who are you waiting on? My wife's waiting on me. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I'm talking <laughs> no, to Abby. No I, no, I understand. Yeah. There's like, honey, let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's time yeah. to go. And it kind of is at the point. We're in the waiting. We're yeah. waiting right there in the moment. You know what we have zero control over? How fast our wives get ready, right? <laughs> yeah. But we yeah. end up getting flustered. We end up getting mad. We end up saying we're late. We should have already been there. Yeah. When our wives are saying... We've got time. Mm -hmm. I need to get ready. I'm preparing myself for what we're about to do, where we're about to go. Yeah. And I think God is in the same way for us. It's wow, like, we good. are like, let's go, let's go. I need this to happen now. But God's just saying, just wait. Mm, that's so good. Just wait. Yeah. Can you trust in the waiting mm -hmm. that I'm still going to move and that I'm still going to work this all out for, yeah. the, for your good? Man, that's so good. It's hard though, right? Oh, it's hard. It's hard, especially it in those moments where we're full of fear. Yeah. Can we wait? Can we sit in God and wait in Him? Yeah, and I, I think that with that, it, I think with talking there with that illustration is um, it, it's hard to wait because you know where you're going. And a lot of times you're, you're expectant. It talks about being expectant. It's like, oh man, I, I can't wait to get there. Yeah. I truly believe that. But it's still even, even whenever you know where you're going, even whenever you know God's promises, even though you know he's going to deliver you, so many times we want to run through it. Right. We want to run through right. it. And that's the thing that in the middle, that's what I was talking about earlier, with don't miss the miracle in the middle. And sometimes in the middle, we have to slow down. We have to slow down and wait. 
Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard. But what I noticed was that in one of the most famous passages that you hear, even though I walk through the valley, right. in that dark season in the valley, but we a lot of times forget even though I walk. Sometimes right. you have to slow down and walk through it when we're trying to run through it. Right. We're trying to run and go and get to that destination that God has for us. But really, God wants to walk us through it. God wants to take it. He wants to use it. Uh, I don't believe that it uh, happens for no reason. I think that he wants to walk you through it and do some things in the midst of it and show you, hey, I'm still here with you. Yeah. Hey, I want to develop you in the dark. Right. Before right. it comes to light, I want to develop you in this season of this darkness, in this downtime, even in the midst of fear, I want to grow your faith that it's greater than any fear that you may have. I want to grow you in the dark. I want to develop yeah. you in the dark to make it something beautiful. Right. So I think that, right. that man, that's so good. Though. So whenever we take this idea of moving from fear to hope, there's that word in the middle, we have to learn to trust. Yeah. And that takes times you're going to fail. I'm going to fail at that all the time. Yeah. But in that moment, it's just that reflection of, can we come back and say, God, you know what? I'm not in control. I know I need to just sit here and wait in this and that in your time, you're going to work this out for, for the good of those who love you, mm. love him and who serve him. I got a couple verses for, for us and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. Psalms 42, five, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Jeremiah 29, 11, I love this one. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And the last one, Psalms 33, 22, may your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. And I think that's the final point today, that our, our hope is, you know, even in the season, it's not... I mean, we put our hope and trust in doctors and lots of different things in, in this world and in our plans sometimes, but, um, but really it comes down to the root of who are we putting our trust in, yep. and that's God, and yep. He's going to give us that hope. And so today, a couple of next steps for us. You know, I'm definitely, I think, uh, I think one of the next steps that we can take today, going back to the word waiting, maybe today it's just through, throughout, let's just slow down. Yeah. Let's take about let's take a minute break. We had talked uh, the other day at ten and two. Yeah. At ten and two today, can you take one minute at ten to say, "Hey God, the things I'm worrying about, the things I'm fearful of, the things I'm trying to control, I submit those to you." Yeah. Can we do that so for good. one minute at ten and two today? We just want to encourage you: take that next step. Take that next step from fear to trust to hope. Yeah. So good. Man, it's been fun. Been fun today, oh, been encouraging, and, and we're so happy you guys joined us. And we can't wait to see you again next week for our next episode of the Monday Mindset.